Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. The NBA stands for National Basketball Association. We all know that. But of late, because of what's going on over in China, some are accusing the NBA of meaning a no-balls attitude. That's right. Is it fair or is it not fair? We're going to take a look at this billion-dollar mess. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. So it was a little over a week ago when all this business uh, with Hong Kong and China and the NBA broke. And when I came in last week to do my podcast last week, I was thinking about it. And my buddy here who takes such good care of me, Crash, as you know, a.k.a. Mike Caragriano, first thing out of his mouth to me when I walked in a week ago was, so you're going to do something on the NBA today, huh? And I was thinking about it and thinking about it because it was certainly a hot-button topic. But I didn't want to. And the reason I didn't want to was not because I wanted to steer clear of anything controversial, because you certainly know that's not me. I wanted to wait and see all what was going to transpire over the past week. From everybody's attitude, from the commissioner to fans to people to people here in the USA to people abroad over in Hong Kong, the protesters, uh, the communist Chinese government. Um, I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear from NBA players. I wanted to hear from it all. And uh, I have. So now let's talk about it. And as you heard me say, uh, NBA stands for National Basketball Association. But it could also, under the current circumstances, stand for a no-balls attitude. And I'm not putting that no-balls attitude on Adam Silver. I don't have to agree with Adam Silver, but to put that on him would not be fair. Oh, a lot of people are going to wear that that moniker, that label right now. But Adam Silver was thrust into a very difficult situation. 
And it, I've always said this. It's very easy for you, me, anybody to tell other people what to do about their money. Okay? Adam Silver is the commissioner of a multi-billion dollar business. He answers to owners. Uh, there's a lot involved there. Uh, so he was placed in a situation that I'm sure he wished the hell he wasn't placed in. But it is what it is. You know, it all started, as you know, with Houston Rockets GM, Daryl Morey, saying, uh, stand with Hong Kong, fight for freedom. Now, he's got big balls. Actually, you know what? I won't even say he's got big balls. I'm going to take that back. He just said what he felt. And I think he was 100% right in saying those thoughts and making them heard. I don't think Daryl Morey was looking to, to ignite a firestorm, which, you know, has turned into a massive wildfire. But he did. And... Then the commissioner, Adam Silver, said that Maury had a right to say how he felt. But then he was basically, people want to call it kissing ass, to the communist Chinese government of being apologetic. Some some people are saying, well, how the hell could he do that? You, you know, it's easy for people to say he sh- just should have taken his ball and gone home. Adam Silver. Well, that's easier said than done. We're talking about what involves over there billions of dollars. You're not just talking about the money that it gets, the NBA gets from over in China and the merchandising. But there's so many other factors involved as well. Sneaker companies. What? You know, people don't even realize it here stateside what these NBA players make from the uh, Canadian. I'm, I'm in good shape. From the Chinese sneaker companies and, and, and different companies over there. Endorsements. Clay Thompson has something like, he earns something like nine million dollars per season from uh, the Chinese brand Anta, A-N-T-A. Nine million dollars. Loads of players are getting someplace between like two, three million and ten million annually from companies. I think one company is, is it's Anta, it's Lai Ning, Peak, It's a lot of shkarol, if you will. A lot of moolah, a lot of guilt, a lot of dough, a lot of money involved here. So I, um, believe me, I'm not defending the NBA. 
I'm just saying it's easier said than done to just make a blanket statement and saying Adam Silver just should have said, screw this, screw you. We're not doing business with you anymore. I I, I just don't. I think that's an unrealistic. And I don't even think it's a noble view to take if you're not in those shoes. See, if you're in those shoes... If I, Russ Salzberg, had a company over there and I said, F this, screw them. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to do business with them. I'm pulling all my money out. Screw it. If I do that, then I got a right to say, well, then the NBA has no balls. And Adam Silver ought to just say, screw it. But again, Adam Silver is the commissioner and he's his listen, he works for the owners. And they're billions of dollars. You know, and he and he also has to protect his players. But folks, before you think I'm giving everybody a pass. Slow the hell down, because now we're going to talk about those with a no-balls attitude, okay? And a lot of people in the NBA, some coaches, some players, they yap quite a bit. But then when it comes time to stand up, all of a sudden... The yapping goes away. One of my cases in point happens to be the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr. As you know, and believe me, folks, this is not being whether you're Republican or Democrat or conservative or liberal or left or right, okay? But Steve Kerr has been pretty vocal about things going on in this country. With the president, critical of President Trump, uh, talking about gun violence and, you know, all that. So he, when he was asked, he, he, he hasn't been shy about his opinions. So, makes sense. He's a prominent name, a NBA championship winning coach multiple times was asked about it, he responded with, it has not come up in terms of people asking about it, people discussing it. And then he continued to say, nor has our record of human rights abuses come up either. You hear this? Nor has our record of human rights abuses come up either. So now, this no-balls attitude, Steve Kerr, when you have a awful situation over in Hong Kong, this is what he says. All of a sudden, his big balls shrivel up into raisins. He goes on to say things that our country needs to look at and resolve. That hasn't come up either. None of us are perfect. 
We all have different issues we have to get to. But people in China didn't ask me about, you know, people owning AR-15s and mowing each other down in a mall. I wasn't asked that question. Really? You weren't asked that question. So because the NBA doesn't stand up, but you're the guy. See, to me, this isn't on Adam Silver, but you're one of the guys who yaps all the time about human rights and this and that. All of a sudden, you're taking an issue, and you're, now you're talking about gun control? He goes on to say, we can play this game all we want. There's this issue and that issue. The world is a complex place, and there's more gray than black and white. I realize that what's popular these days is making it black and white. You're either good or you're evil. It's convenient to do things that way, but not realistic. Oh, okay. Okay, Mr. Kerr. And then he goes on to say uh, that his feeling is that things that I'm going to comment on are things that I feel comfortable speaking about. Oh, you feel comfortable about speaking about human rights, but you're not comfortable about speaking about human rights over in Hong Kong because that affects the dollar value of the NBA. That is pure, unadulterated bullshit. And I've always liked Steve Kerr. And you know I've defended athletes' rights to speak out, whether I like them or not. But here's a guy who has been vocal about a lot of things. A lot of things. And all he does, he doesn't have the nuts to speak out, but he he twists it around about owning AR-15s and mowing each other down in a mall. Let me tell you something. If Steve Kerr spoke like this, living over in China, he would be criticized on a podcast. He'd disappear. That's what people are protesting about. About their rights. And this putz has the nuts to come out and say something like that. I thought that was absolutely disgraceful. You know what? If somebody would have said, whether you like it or not, if somebody would have said, look, I don't want to comment on it. It's, it's a touchy situation with the NBA. Be honest about it. Show some guts and be honest about it. Be, be honest and upfront and say, listen, it's the NBA. It, it's a lot of business. It's a lot of dollars involved. Uh, it, it's an awkward situation for our commissioner and everybody else involved. Uh, let's wait and see how this plays out. But a guy who likes to run his mouth has the balls to come out and then do, just twist it around? To talk about shit like that? I thought that was absolutely disgraceful. 
And then there's the Spurs head coach, Greg Popovich, who I always liked. I don't have to agree with everything he says, but I always liked him. I I mean, he, he was talking about the president. You know, the, the president uh, took a shot at uh, Popovich and, and um, Kerr because they had a chance to say something. You know, and they've been critical of him, so he's been critical of them. But then Popovich goes, all I did was make a comparison because uh, Popovich said he prefers Adam Silver's leadership to Trump's. Okay? So let's get into something else now. Right? Let, let's steer it away from the problem at hand. So Popovich goes on to say, all I did was make a comparison between Adam Silver's show of principle and courage in a tough situation as opposed to how president, our president reacts when in the company of authoritarian figures, whether it's Saudi Arabia, North Korea, Russia or Turkey, whatever it is. Popovich goes on to say it comes off as really feckless, impotent, cowardly by comparison. Whoa. Cowardly by comparison. Now, I'm not calling. Mind you, other people are. I'm not calling Adam Silver cowardly. That's why I started off with a defense of Silver. It's very easy to say what somebody ought to do right off the bat. But you're going to call... You're going to say that Trump is cowardly by comparison? Really? I mean, all you're doing is opening up the floodgates for people to say that about Adam Silver, you dummy. I don't understand. Now, remember, this is a league. You want to talk about sensitivity. This is a league that wants people to stop using the term owner. Because, you know, as Adam Silver said, uh, with the vast majority of African-Americans, players being African-American and owners being Caucasian, we have to be sensitive to using the term owner. Oh, really? So we have to call them governors, not owners. So every African-American who owns a business or owns a home, you're not an owner, you're a governor. Draymond Green who was on, uh, you heard me say before, LeBron James' dopey show, The Shop, on HBO. Green says, you should say owner. When you think of a basketball team, you you think of players that make that team. Shouldn't be owner. Should be called the CEO or chairman. All I know is guys like... 
Magic Johnson, who owns several businesses, several businesses, and employs a great many African-American people. Is Magic Johnson a plantation owner? Is he? And are the people who work for him his slaves? I mean, I'm bringing this up because this is a league that is sensitive to stuff like that. Yet, we're talking about people in camps, in prisons, who disappear. Are you kidding me? And all of a sudden, there's this no-balls attitude. Then we have our friend, the king, LeBron James. I guess he shouldn't, I guess we ought to get rid of that name, the king, because that's wrong too. That, that means everybody else is his subjects. Remember the king a few years back? It was a couple of years ago when, um, he got his, for lack of a better term, his balls in an uproar when um, Phil Jackson referred to his group as his posse. That that became a whole uproar, like it was a racial thing. Right? But when he made his remarks about get that Jewish money, that wasn't. Then he, then he was just apologizing. And then here's a quote from, uh, I love this one, from LeBron James on his show. In the NFL, they got a bunch of old white men owning teams, and they got that slave mentality. And it's like, this is my team. You do what the fuck I tell you all to do, or we get rid of you all. Hmm. Pretty vocal. You you make a, a comparison to slave owners, people who are billionaires who own teams, who pay their subjects millions of dollars. I don't know when you were, you know, back the slaves were on a plantation if they had free agency and they were allowed to go, well, no, this master's better than that master, so I'm going to jump ship. I'm going to sign on with him. I don't think they traveled first class. I don't think Harriet Tubman had first class on the Underground Railroad. But again, why am I bringing this up? Because I haven't heard a peep. Haven't heard a peep from LeBron James or any of his posse. Not a word. Not a freaking word. Okay? Not... Zero, nothing, zippity doo not a word. Adam Silver, and by the way, his deputy commissioner, Mark Tatum, who is a brilliant, brilliant guy. I'm also proud to say he's an alum of my, um, my high school, Brooklyn Tech. Mark Tatum, who, quite frankly... 
and I'm not saying it's anytime soon, Mark Tatum has a good chance of being the first um, African-American or minority to be the commissioner of a league. Certainly a major professional sports league. I mean, put it to you that way. When, Sil- when Silver steps down, whenever that is. But Mark Tatum really is the guy responsible for the great success of the NBA over in China. You don't have to take my word for it. You can do your homework on it. Brilliant guy. Marketing, brilliant. I mean, brilliant. I remember Mark uh, at a function said, uh, you know, I, I was... I was Tiger Woods before Tiger Woods. The reason he was bringing that up, because just like Tiger Woods, uh, Mark's dad was African-American and his mom is Vietnamese. So he was saying he was Tiger before Tiger was Tiger. I get it. And I, I think the NBA, they have to figure this out. You know, it. Adam Silver, it's too big an issue because we're in a world today with the social media and your players yapping and running their mouths. It's too big an issue for this to just quietly go away. So Adam Silver has to figure out something, how this is to be handled. So I'm not, I'm not going to kill Adam Silver. But I think something needs to be done. You cannot have your players and your coaches and your people running their mouths. It looks bad on the league when you run your mouths about bullshit. And then when you have a major issue like that, all of a sudden everybody's as quiet as a church mouse. Doesn't, I'm sorry. It's a bad optic. It's really, really bad. You know, you allow your players to just... I, I, listen, I, I said this before. When LeBron, LeBron James made those remarks about get that Jewish money uh, and uh, everything is kosher, I said at the time, Adam Silver, his Jew commissioner should have hauled LeBron James's ass into the office and say, you can't talk like that. And then LeBron's was, oh, I, I actually just thought I was being complimentary. Well, you're supposed to be in a studio. That, that, that is the stereotype Jewish insult. Always has been. And at the time, and I'll say it again now, maybe LeBron ought to go ask his Jew owner, Dan Gilbert, when he was with Cleveland, and his Jew owner, Mickey Arison, uh, when he was with the Heat, who were paying him millions of dollars, what they thought of his remarks. But he wasn't taken to task over anything. But he was making those remarks pretty bold, and we got NFL. All of a sudden, he's an expert on the NFL owners with plantation mentality. But when it comes to human rights of people in another country, all of a sudden... You're quiet. And let's be honest, folks. Do you, me, or any of us think 
for one second that these players would be mum if, let's say, this was about people standing for their rights in an African country, in a black country. I'll bet everything I got that the players would be yapping about that and offering strong opinions along with the coaches and everybody else. You can bet your ass that would be the deal. But now... Yeah, Adam Silver has a mess on his hands. I called it a billion-dollar mess in the opening, and that's what it is. You know, I happened to watch the other night on 60 Minutes. They had a businessman. His name was Jimmy Jimmy Lai. And I want to tell you something about Jimmy Lai. When I watched him, see, a guy like that has the rights to say whatever the hell he wants. Jimmy Lai is like a guy in his 70s. He's a media tycoon in Hong Kong. Self-made guy, you know, came from, I think, mainland China as a kid. Worked his way up from working in sweatshops. Uh He's a media tycoon. He, he made a fortune owning clothing. I mean, he, you know, it's worth over a billion dollars. He's lost millions, millions. The Chinese government ha- has um, encouraged people not to, you know, advertise in his newspapers. And he made the remark, uh, watching him on 60 Minutes, he made the remarks, well, people just think... We have bodies, but no souls. Yes, we have souls. And and this guy is showing that he has souls because he's standing up. He was telling a story how people, f- friends, family members, that he's been knocked off the family tree that goes back something like 28 generations, calling him a traitor. Why? Because it's not like the family members hate him. They're in fear. For where they live. This is the same guy who used to send them money. But now they can't recognize him. Maybe, maybe the NBA players ought to read about that. Maybe they ought to, you know, in their spare time, take a look at what's going on elsewhere. Not being wrapped up in yourselves. You know, if the LeBron James and the Draymond Greens want to talk about plantation owner and slave mentality, go look at communist China. It's front and center here, right now, in the 21st century. I, I suggest to all the... No balls attitude players, pull your head out of your asses because the view is much better. You'll be able to understand things much, much better than you do now. So, yes, the NBA stands for National Basketball Association. 
But for some of, some of its players and employees, it also stands for no balls attitude. None whatsoever. Well, that's a wrap here on today, folks. Want to thank you all for getting a load of this. As always, I like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can let me know on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. My thanks always to my big guy here, Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, to my outstanding podcast producer, Tim Einickel. To 77 WABC program director Dave Labrosi, his outstanding assistant, PD Matt Dahl, and last but certainly not least, all of you people out there, because without you people out there, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Until next time, have yourselves a good week. morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.